Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Come on. Hi, I'm Henry Davis, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland, a Bible-believing, Christ-centered, and Spirit-led congregation. I want to welcome you to our radio broadcast. And remember, there's power at the park. chapter 24, beginning at verse number 1 and following verses, New Living Translation. But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So they went in but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. And as they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. (laughs) All right. Dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed with their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, Why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? Come on. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Uh Remember what he told you back in Galilee? That the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. And that he would rise again on the third day. Then they remembered that he had said this, so they rushed back from the tomb to tell his 11 disciples and everyone else what had happened. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and several other women who told the apostles what had happened. But the story sounded like nonsense to the men, so they didn't believe it. However, Peter jumped up and ran to the tomb to look. Stooping, he peered in and saw the empty linen wrappings. Then he went home again, wondering what had happened. Amen. You may go to your seats around the building. 12th verse, Luke 24. However, Peter jumped up and ran to the tomb to look. Ran to look. Our subject, it's time to move. Time to move. When something happens that impacts you, it will make you move. Emergencies will make us move. A hot object 
on your body will make you move. Someone sticks you with something, it'll make you move. Mm -hmm. Someone calls you and tells you that your house is on fire, you're going to move. I was sharing uh, the other day um, as I was pastoring in Harlem, New York, and one day we had a gentleman who was our uh, janitor slash security. Uh, I'm not going to fill in all of the gaps, but he was janitor slash security. My office was on the upper level, and we did not have, at that time, an elevator. So I would take either the back steps or the front steps. One, one particular sunny afternoon, with my car parked right out on the corner of Lenox Avenue and 111th Street, all the way also known as Malcolm X Boulevard. The sun is shining, and our security slash janitor called me in my office upstairs. I can still remember his words. He said, Reb, I think a man's getting ready to break in your car. Now notice, he was closest. <laughs> I was upstairs. He's calling me. And he is security. <laughs> so quickly I hung the phone up and went rushing down the steps. You have to understand that however athletic I am today, you've got the minus about 25 years. I was fly. Came down, I ran past him who still had not moved from his post. By that time, the gentleman had already broken the passenger side window and was leaning over into the vehicle trying to get my radio. Now, with these newfangled cars, you don't, they don't, you don't go through that. They still break your window, though. And they'll go in and take objects. After he'd broken the car, he, he'd broken the window, but all of a sudden he felt my presence rushing out. Again, you got the minus 25 years from me. He was on a little bike. And he was riding into the projects. I had no bike, did not need one. He was riding that little bike and he was pedaling, looked over his shoulder and he could feel my breathing. It's time to move. He scurried into a neighborhood. I did not catch him. I had members who stopped me that day and they said, Reb, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do it because, and again, now you see the gun violence, the road rage, 
everybody who's got a pistol. And so I'm grateful that none of that happened because I wouldn't be standing here today. Rev, you can't, you can't run, you can't run. You don't know who he is, you never met him, and said, let him go. But I was, but it was, it was adrenaline. And let's be honest, Dr. Carl, anger too. I was mad. And if I would have caught it, it was not going to be a prayer session. My son last night had me watching boxing. And so that, that, that would have, yeah, you would have seen my, my boxing skills. I, w- I, was, I was in the shop the other day, and a person told me that, that I look like Sugar Ray Leonard. We thought you were sugar. It's time to move. This Easter Sunday morning, it's time to move. Many of you felt that urgency, felt that energy, that if there's not any other day in the, in the calendar year like Easter, it's time to move. It's something about Easter. When you get up on Easter Sunday morning, you, you don't have to drag up. There's a sense of energy, enthusiasm, excitement. Some of them are excited for different reasons. Excited because you're seeing family. Excited because we are reminded in our faith journey that this is the moment that we celebrate a risen Christ. Those of us who are in church week after week, we understand that a risen Christ is celebrated every weekend. Let me go. Let me deep tell, take a deeper dive. Not only is it celebrated. Delegate Harrison every weekend, but it is celebrated every day. Every day. I know Jesus is alive. Every day, every day I have the assurance that he has risen from the dead. That's our reality that we come. And of course, we spent those moments in reflection on Friday. But we can come on this day and celebrate the very fact that Jesus is indeed alive. Does not go back to the tomb. Does not deal with death. My thank God because he has indeed conquered death. That's the reality of our gathering on this resurrection morning. Matter of fact, last night I was talking about doing all you can. Matter of fact, you've got to do all you can while you can. Thank God that I give God praise. Peter was ex- so excited. Now, you do notice in the text that, that, that the men were not present and they had to be given the word. First point that I want to make in this resurrection morning is the women move to show respect. Their movement, their movement to that tomb was not a movement to celebrate his resurrection, but to further consummate his death. The Bible says that when they go in their move of respect, they go, and no doubt, they go there uh, with heads down. They had their spices that that are prepared, and they're going there. They're mourning, and they're going in, in there now. 
they come and find that the stone was rolled away. Now, this is an interesting, this is an interesting thing. And I don't know how many of you have thought about it. If they had gone to anoint the body of Jesus, why, why would they go and find, and, and, and because, because there was a stone there? Well, perhaps they did not know about the stone. They came because no, this, this, there was no other moment that you could match up against this moment. There was no other time that a person had gone into a tomb and gotten up. Only one time had it happened, and it happened connected to the one who was in the tomb. And so in that moment, he comes late to a funeral, but we understand that Jesus is never late. He's always on time. You know that to be the story of Lazarus, and he called and he comes and he calls Lazarus by name, and Lazarus gets up, shakes off his grave clothes, and walks out. But here it is on this particular Sunday morning, the women are going to the tomb. They go to the tomb and they find the stone rolled away. And so since the stone is rolled away, yes, but the stone being rolled away is not a factor to them. The reason why it's not a factor, because I don't believe they really knew a stone was going to be there. Because if they knew the stone was going to be there, why would they be there with their spices in hand? Were they going to spice up the stone on the outside? No, but you understand. But when they come, they see that a stone apparently had been placed there, but the stone had been removed. The scripture says that then when those women get there, they continue their movement and they went in. But when they go in, they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. And, and, not, and not only did they not find the body of the Lord Jesus, but then what they also do is that they find two other men inside. Don't miss this because you have to realize these two other men begin a dialogue with them and say, why are you looking for the living among the dead? This is a dead place, and here you are looking for life. Now, you have to understand, those women were not necessarily looking, looking for somebody alive. They were looking for somebody dead. So if you're looking for somebody dead, you can be in the scenario that they were in, but they are now in dialogue. And no one wants to be around dead folk, dead things. My God, I said the other day when they came to get Jesus, they said that they took to get Jesus on that Thursday. They took 600 men to get one man. 600 men, can you imagine? 600 men came there to arrest Jesus. Not one man. Many times we don't look, Dr. Yvonne, at how many people they took to arrest Jesus. 600 to arrest one man. A one man who had never done anything wrong. One man who was not a serial killer. One man who had not done mass destruction. One 
man. He was not Bin Laden, but they took 600 men to get one man. And Jesus basically said, yeah, you don't need all that because I'm going to go willingly. I, I'm not going to run anywhere. I am confident in who I am. I can stand here clear. And when you know what God has called you to be, you don't have to run from your responsibility. You can stand right there, and that's what Jesus does because this is the moment that we get to the, the, the time of the fulfillment of, of the very scriptures that we live by. Jesus said that no man is going to take my life. Well, let me go down to that 12th verse because not only are the women moving, but also we find Peter moving. Number two, Peter moved so that he could see things for himself. It's one thing for you to hear about it, but it's another thing for you to see it for yourself. Something has got to happen to you. And then once something happens to you, it's time to move. It's time to move because you've been touched by God. It's time to move because God has given you a peace that is beyond understanding. Understanding. It's time to move. Matter of fact, David said everything that hath breath all of praise the Lord. Somebody else said, don't ever quench the spirit. Because if, and Jeremiah said, it felt like fire shut up in my bones. And even when I didn't want to move, something started leaping and jumping up inside of me. It's time to move. Move like Moses had to move to Pharaoh. Move like David had to do against. Goliath move like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to do against Nebuchadnezzar. Move that, that you have to pray and to praise God because when I think about the goodness of the Lord, I can give God glory, honor, and praise. It's time to move. Peter, Peter, Peter is not is not is not uh, unfamiliar with moving. It was Peter who stepped out of the boat and walked on the water. But it was also Peter that when after the betrayal has taken place with Judas, it was Peter who was is takes out his sword and cuts off the ear of the soldier. And so sometimes Peter is moving at the wrong time doing the wrong thing. It's one thing for you to move. Matter of fact, Paul said it this way, that some people can be zealous in their faith, that they don't move with the right kind of direction. But I've come to tell somebody on this resurrection morning that I'm moving because of the power of his word. I'm moving because we're covered by God. I'm moving because the Holy Spirit is alive. I'm moving because I have the wind behind my back. I'm moving because I got a whole lot to praise God for. You got to move. You got to move. You got to move. I, I can't keep it to myself. That's why my, I can still be in church and see those old South Carolina deacons that when the, we would get to the end of the service and they would start rocking back and forth and then they would start a hum. It's time to move. Some of you know about that, that church when you knew when it was getting ready to be time for the preacher to wrap that thing up. It's time to 
to move. I was, I was a little kid in church, but I knew when the end of church was getting ready to come. I would start gathering my toys together on my little wooden pew because game time is over. We had one deacon in our church who would jump up and run across the church and run back to his seat, and we knew it was time to move. My God, when you think about the greatness of a great God, and I can still see him, his name was Deacon Gay Ray. Now, now we didn't we had a different uh, terminology for gay back in that day, but it, but in that his, because I'm sure we're not naming our children certain things today. I don't want to go down that road, but his name was Deacon Gay Ray. And my God, and I look at the power of God when you think about how the Lord can lay His hands on your life, how the Lord can turn your life all the way around, how the Lord can put clapping in your hand and joy in your heart. It's time to move. So Peter said, I got to go see this thing for myself. And when you look in the Bible, it said that Peter ran. He was fast. Peter said, I got to see this thing. The 12th verse says he jumped up and ran to the tomb. He looked in there and he bent over stooping and peering in. He saw the empty linen wrappings. In other words, it looked like Jesus had just evaporated from the where he was. And I'm thanking God that everything was laid out need, but Jesus had already moved. I don't know what time he got up, but I do know that he did get up. And because he got up, we that's why we getting up this morning. That's why we're baptized this morning. Oh, I shared when I was over on the other side, baptizing this morning that it was 53 years ago on Easter Sunday morning that my brothers and I got baptized early in the morning. It's time to move. I'm thanking God that when the Lord lays his hands on your life, I just can't keep it to myself. I got to tell somebody it's time to move. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that is done for me, it's time to move. I'm thanking God for every answered prayer. I'm thanking God for every miracle. And if you don't know it, you are a miracle. Peter went in there, and then he went home. And when he went home, he was wondering what had happened. I, my, I don't know what happened, but didn't I've got to tell you one more thing. That My third point is that Jesus moved in order to be consistent with his word. That's what it says right here in the Luke chapter 24, verse number 7. Yes, Lord, Jesus is moving now. I'm thanking God he didn't just move in. He's moving right now. I can feel his love. I can feel his power. I can feel his anointing. Something's moving right now.
right now. My God, it moves every time I open up this Bible. And when you open up the Word of God, something can start moving. Sometimes I'm sitting in my office and I'm writing up a sermon. And as I'm writing up the sermon, I start to get hot. I got to take off. I got to take off some layers because something already starts moving before I get to the pulpit. I'm already excited about lifting up the name of the Lord. I don't have to get the church to get excited. I get excited while I'm in the study. I get excited about what the Lord is about to do. It's not about me, but it's all about him. It's time to move. Yes, Lord. I don't I don't want to be a dead rock. I don't want to be a I don't want to be as dead as a doorknob, but it's time to move. I will lift up my hands. I will give God the glory. I will praise his name. Even if you look at me funny, look at me funny all you want, but you don't know what the Lord has done for me. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know your testimony. I don't know your story. I don't know the mountains you've had to climb or the valleys that you've been in, but since I'm in the house of God today, it's time to move. I can clap my hand. I can pat my feet. I can open up my mouth and give God praise. Hallelujah. That's what the word says. Something is going on. That first seventh verse, that the son of man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, crucified, hanging there from 12 o'clock to 3 o'clock, crucified with nails in his hands, crucified with a crown of thorns on his head, crucified, and, but the Bible said that he would rise again on the third day, hallelujah, happy Easter, let's get ready to go find us somewhere to eat, but when I think of the goodness of Jesus, it's time to move, and all he's done for me, it's time to move, because every time I turn around, it's time to move, I'm going to bless his name. I'm going to bless his name. I'm going to bless his name. Has God been good to you? Don't fool me now. Don't fool me now. But when I think of the goodness of the Lord, I've got to praise his name. Praise him from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. Praise him. He's the best thing that can ever happen in your life. Do you love him today? Do you, do you, do you, do you, do you love him? And if you love the Lord, I, I will praise his name. Ain't he all right? Ain't he all right? He's all, all, all right. Hey, 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 hey. It's time to move. Glory, glory. Glow, oh, oh, 
it's time to move. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. It's time to move. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for getting up. Thank you for showing us your love. Thank you, Lord. It's time to move. The Spirit is moving in this place. It's time to move. When I hear the word, I want to respond to the word. I don't know what your situation is, but God does. He's a miracle worker. Oh, God. He keeps on doing great things. It's time to move. Come on, clap your hands. You've been listening to the radio broadcast of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park and Landover, Maryland. If you want to receive a CD or DVD of what you have just heard, please call 301-773-6655 or visit us on the World Wide Web, fbhp.org. And remember, there's power at the park. I love you. I love you.